You want bodies on the street? All of LA on fire? We're like a nuclear bomb that grants fixes. It's Movie Fixers! Welcome to Movie Fixers. My name is PT. I'm Jonathan. I'm Kevin. Nuclear. I said nuclear. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> nuclear. Oh. Nuclear. Nuclear. Anyway, <laughs> welcome to the podcast. Hey, Jonathan, tell us what, what Movie Fixers is before we get into Yeah. Things. For those of you who haven't joined us before, uh, instead of just complaining about movies here at Movie Fixers, we take some movies that aren't quite up to par. Uh, go through them each of us tries to find three good fixes for the film debate back and forth a little bit about them and and come up with a movie that would be instead of mediocre amazing so it's kind of our goal and we give you a little recap of the new film at the end nice well done all right and this uh, week we have a special guest uh pt who is joining us well you know the movie we're doing this week is gonna need some serious help we couldn't do it alone so we uh you called got that in, right <laughs> <laughs> we called it an expert uh she is a urban fantasy writer she is a comic book writer i'm talking about krishan keller hannah welcome to the show hello all are you ready for mutual destruction faces <laughs> will melt and dicks will rise <laughs> oh man she's getting, fine, getting into you? it yeah <laughs> Nice. Welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, welcome. <laughs> it's my pleasure. You know, it was it was funny when I saw like this movie talked about. Well, we haven't even said what the movie is, but uh, yes. So, so we'll, we'll I'll let Kevin introduce it, and then I'll get back into that. Go ahead, Kevin. Okay. So, um, technically, this is a 2017 movie. Uh, it did come out in 2017, right? On yeah, Netflix? it was like December. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the movie is Bright. Starring Will Smith, Joel Edgerton, Numi Rapace, and I actually looked up a video that said how to pronounce her name because I always give like three different tries, but it's Rapace, oh. according to her. So, um, Also, Lucy Fry, Edgar, uh, Edgar Ramirez, Ike Barinholtz, directed by David Ayer, written by Max Landis with a budget of $90 million and we'll never know box office because it's a Netflix movie. And it showed none of that $90 million. None. <laughs> Maybe two. It was all spent on orcs. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, so it was funny. What I was going to say before was that when I saw this movie talked about beforehand, there was before it came out, there was a lot of articles that were like, Netflix has gone crazy. They're putting orcs and and cops together. And I kept being like, man, do you guys even know that there's a whole genre called like urban fantasy (laughs) that puts fantasy elements into modern situations? No, they they don't read. (laughs) Yeah, it is funny because, yeah, that that seemed to be the general consensus was this was like a brand new idea. But yeah, there's... genre that's been around forever in books for at least 20 years and then we have oh dresden files that's still a cop and demons and orcs and things right you think you might want to think just beyond like two and a half weeks ago maybe (laughs) okay well i i will say that i had never heard of this particular subgenre but i've read lots of books in the subgenre so okay just didn't know it was known as urban fantasy nice oh okay so you, you've never never read Nightside or Dresden or any of those? I've read a couple. I'm just I just didn't oh. know it was referred to as that subgenre. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Um, the thing that was I was excited about it, excited about, and for those of you who do not have the benefit of video technology, I'm an African American woman. Um, there are 
very few urban fantasies based within the um, Black experience. So I was really excited about that. Um, because, yes, there's ghetto orcs and gangs full of elves and stuff like that. There are books like that. But I never actually saw something like this. So I was excited. And I knew because it was led by Will Smith, it was going to kind of suck. But I was going to stick to it. But I think I'm getting ahead, my, ahead of myself. Nice. Well, we'll be curious to see if it lived up to your expectations or not. <laughs> So Spoilers, the, no. <laughs> so the first okay. thing, the first thing we usually do, CK, that we did not prepare you for, but um, is you know you know how like in hospitals they have a pain scale, like if you're, you're on a scale of one to ten, how much pain are you in? We usually give our pain scale of like how much pain did this movie cause us on a scale of one to ten. Uh-huh. So um, so we'll let you think about. It. We'll start with with Kevin. And... Okay, I went with a two. And Whoa. wow! Whoa! Yeah. yeah. So. I had, I didn't know what this movie was about. So when it starts and they're and I'm like, wait, is this like Lord of the Rings in the ghetto? And it is. I'm like, all right, I'll give it a shot. And honestly, like watching through it, I didn't have any real issues. I'm sure that you guys are going to point out issues that I would agree with, but it didn't hurt me to watch this movie. But the reason I didn't give it a one was because some of the dialogue was really bad. Yeah. And wow. also just watching movies that try to discuss racism as a social issue just – by their very nature, are a little bit tougher to watch. It just makes you have to face things that you might not necessarily face. So, yeah, no, there you that's, go. that's shocking. The two, the two numbers got, got me, me caught up. Me too. Hey, I am what? blown away. Your challenge okay. is to make me like raise that number for me. All right, <laughs> Jonathan. How about you? Uh, I I thought I was playing softball. I gave this a seven as hard to watch, and I, I thought like. I, I thought that was kind of being generous and I, I gave it a seven because there were some cool there were like a couple elements where I was like oh there's a neat scene here or there I like the way they did like the look and texture of like the magic wand and like some of the like the orc makeup I really dug so there were some elements that I was like alright I, I didn't want to go any higher than a seven but I like when you said there was some bad dialogue I don't know if there was any good dialogue in this movie I mean it was it was atrociously bad in my opinion hmm. okay. okay well seven for yeah, I went with the seven as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, well, you, you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> we'll talk about it more. I'll just give my number for now and say seven. So, okay. CK, how about you? Where would you put this on the pain scale? I put it at a nine. It hurt my heart. It hurt my heart. And if you, um, PT, you heard me when I was 20 minutes in because uh-huh. I went and watched this movie. And 20 minutes in, I was in Slack bitching and complaining about this movie <laughs> <laughs> hard and I'm just, I'm only 20 minutes in and it's just like this is I'm never getting this two hours back <laughs> and it didn't it didn't improve and to go back to what you were saying Jonathan there was a good piece of dialogue at the end with the work master right before we had to do some machina with the pit that guy he was the only sophisticated bit of dialogue in the entire thing and we're going to get back to that when you talk about my fixes. But there was a little bit, but no, that it broke my heart. <laughs> All right. Yeah, no, okay. I think that's that's fair enough. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So <laughs> the next segment, and this one is a little little tougher, CK, is that we're, we try to point out a moment of genius, like one wait, good wait, moment. Wait. No, no, you're skipping one. Oh. The well, over-under on oh, the, the over-under, yeah. actual oh, yeah, right. ratings. You're so. Right. The the critics had a, gave this a twenty six percent thumbs up, and audiences gave it an eighty six percent thumbs Whoa. up. So, mm-hmm. 
do we think that those are over or under? And to show you where I'm at, I think the 26 is low, but I think the 86 is high. So I'd split the difference somewhere around 50. Okay. I would say uh, they're, I would say 26 is accurate. <laughs> yeah, I I thought the 26 was a little bit low. I th- thought I might get it up to like a 30-ish somewhere in that ballpark, but yeah, pretty pretty close to right, correct. Mm. Um I think the 26 is actually kind of low. But it's mitigated by the fact that we're talking about critics who want to see everything as high art. Sure. And so yeah. they want they want deep plot and all this. I'm like, no, it was a popcorn movie. We all who know about the genre going go went into this knowing that. But I also think the 80% was actually kind of low as well because a lot of people Somebody just walked in the background. Hi. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, a lot of people, once again, supported this because it is one of the few things that actually reflect the kind of fantasy we would want to see. As a matter of fact, that was the only reason why I watched it in the first place. Had it been led up by Matthew McConaughey, I would have been like, peace, and walked off. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm hoping that um, a lot of people supported it in hopes that it would produce more. So I'm not surprised at all by the high viewer rating. I am surprised. Um, I was surprised it wasn't higher. I am a bit surprised by what the critics had to say. Yeah, Even though I just, it hurt me. It hurt yeah, me. Yeah, I saw in a lot of the reviews that one thing that uh, that I noticed was a lot of like critics were like trying to figure out what this movie was trying to say about like race in America. And they were like, <laughs> they were like very confounded but like they're trying to parse it and everything like i don't really? think it was really it tried to say anything I don't, I don't know that it had a a message really i don't know they were trying to use literary shorthand and it failed yes yeah. yes that's a good way to say it yeah i think that this the message was pretty obvious i don't think it was complex <laughs> yeah. they made it yeah. complex i mean as <laughs> a critic it's kind of there so <laughs> It's sitting out there like it's sitting out in caps lock, actually. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Seriously, because most of the time it was like, well, okay, Vato, you got the wand, and then we're going to talk about the plot. This <laughs> section of this dialogue is going to be all plot related. You're one going. You're going to want to pay attention to the plot. <laughs> yeah, give me the wand. That's what it was most of the time, especially in the first act. So I don't see how people could be wondering what are they talking about. It literally told you in italics. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Well, the segment that I was that I almost skipped to before was our moment of genius. So we do like to point out one good thing about the movie. And so maybe CK, you've already done it with your your orc guy at the end. I don't know. Is it? Were there any other moments where you're like, all right, that was a, that was a cool moment or cool thing? Um, the the treating fairies as pests, and you walk outside, and there's <laughs> dudes on the front lawn talking about, yeah, <laughs> this fairy was all up on my stuff, talking to like your your next door neighbor's dog or something. I think adding these. There were moments where you knew that this face system, these creatures that we would think is extraordinary were part of the ordinary life. Like, oh, yeah, I did two years of Elfish in high school or stuff like that. Just little things that subtly pushed the plot along were excellent. And the subtle, sophisticated dialogue of the orc leader at the very end was absolutely wonderful. It was brilliant. It was refreshing after all that 
thumping you over the head with plot and characterization that they tried so hard to do and <laughs> failed at it because they were trying so hard. It was it was just a breath of fresh air. Yes, it was followed up by Hadusa Machina, but once again, we'll get to that later. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, I like. I'll go next. I'm my moment of genius. I liked when the when they they had like the orcish heavy metal and then the. The orc, the, orc, the orc guy was like, "This is one of the most beautiful love songs ever." ever written. That, that reminded me of the of the Klingons in Star Trek. I think that yeah. was oh yeah, actually right. a thing in Star Trek at one a, point. Yep. Yeah, okay, gotcha. <laughs> Mine was actually oddly in a line of dialogue that just tickled me for no reason. But uh, it was when Will Smith says, uh, "We're gonna titty bar gunfight die" when they're in that <laughs> strip club, and I just that made me laugh. No, I'll give I'll give you that one. That line stood out to me too. It's just being funny when he finally loses it. And yeah, Titty Bar Gunfight Die is a great line. And cool. I I went with the visual thing. Like the the one thing I thought they did really cool is like the actual look of the wand. Like when people were picking it up and it had like that crazy weird glow blue where it wasn't just a stick that you know you you used Harry Potter style. I really dug the the way that was the visual style of the and the power of the wand that really just flowed from it. Nice. Okay. <laughs> so the final segment we do, CK, before we actually get into our fixes, I promise we'll get into the fixes after this. <laughs> so like for, we have, do have a lot of segments at the beginning, I'm, I'm realizing. But um, we, we try to like kind of summarize real briefly, like what, if we had to boil it down to one thing, what's the real problem with this movie? Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know who, is, who wants to tackle this. Uh, I'll go. I'll go first again. I, I, my biggest problem is, is that there's so many ideas in this movie mm-hmm. that nothing is developed. At some point, some of them are just straight up throwaways. Like for example, there's a dragon flying over LA at one point. Like you guys want to mention that? <laughs> what is why? So I think I think that that caused this movie to just be a big clutter of just jumble of stuff absolutely that was going to be one of my three and now that we have that out the way i can go kind of break it down (laughs) they had a bunch of great ideas and a couple of shitty ideas but they didn't stick to one and commit to it from beginning to end and had they did that it would have improved the movie exponentially oh yeah it's like ha- the first half of the movie seems to be a big commentary on racial tensions, and then all of a sudden, like, but hey, there's this Wanda thing, and this lady's going to kill everybody and raise the Dark right. Lord. You're like, wait, whoa, that seems right. like a different problem. <laughs> yeah, that's a different problem. I'm like, we had the thing about Jacoby being bloody. We had the girl who just turned this movie into an hour and a half long escort mission. We had um, the racist cops. We had a bunch. The elves, you could have taken that whole section out. Actually, you could have gotten rid of Tika, too. And just kind of focused on the name of the show, which is Bright. We heard it once. We kind of um, (laughs) heard about it a few other times. And then all of a sudden, ah, Will Smith. And it's like, why? We don't care (laughs) anymore. (laughs) We absolutely don't care by that point. Yeah. Yeah, and plus, like, they... not only did you not care, but it was t- it was a t-ball from the beginning where clearly Will Smith was going to be a bright. So it yes. wasn't like a big moment in the film. Right. You're just like the whole time you're just waiting for him to pick up the wand. Yeah. We all know it. Sure. So, so my big my biggest problem with the movie is along those same lines is that the whole the whole wand thing like sort of 
doesn't make sense in that, you know, I don't know if there's an object that I'm going to have like a one in a million chance of picking up and I get like some magic powers if I do it, but otherwise I'm going to explode. Probably not going to pick up that that object and everyone's like chasing it wanting to get this object so they can so they can uh, have these great powers but chances are they're probably going to blow up you know if they when they touch it and then finally when will smith does get it it's not like he can pick it up and just like have awesome powers yeah he has to know these magic words apparently that only the only the that lady being there is the only reason he can use it even though he is a bright so like why are all these people after this wand anyway like i could see why it'd be a valuable thing that you know they would want to have but it's like those cops can't just like pick it up and you know, get a million dollars or whatever. So, yeah, you're totally yeah. right. That the one thing is very confusing. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. I don't know. This the the main problem in this movie is a really tough one because I I think essentially the main problem is the writing. Uh, and I I was like I guess I can't just put the the writing <laughs> like the dialogue I thought was so bad it hurt and then like you guys have already mentioned the. It had no focus. And the other thing that you didn't mention that really drove me crazy was I don't think I've ever seen a movie with such a lack of empathetic characters. Like the first, you know, 20, 30 minutes up until they actually go in and find the wand, every single character except maybe his wife is like an extreme dick. Like everyone's an (laughs) asshole. Will Smith's an asshole. Nick's an asshole. His sergeant's an asshole. All his fellow cops are assholes. The IA is assholes. Everybody. Like, I was like, wow, this world is just filled with terrible people. I don't want any of these people to win. <laughs> I, I, would actually, I would actually argue that Nick wasn't an asshole. He was maybe, just like dumb. He was just sort he of like, yeah. yeah. He was so Nick naive. He was and the like, only one. But yeah. but everyone else was such a major jerk. Yes. Like, Man. Even the yeah. kid on some levels was yeah. just like, <laughs> yeah. Can you make the nine-year-old a jerk? Yeah, everybody. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was it was a weird choice that like normally you know in a buddy cop movie you have the one cop who's like the older jaded cop and then the younger one who's like the Spitfire like let's break all the rules guy and they made both those guys Will Smith and then there was like no personality <laughs> left for the, for the orc orc dude so he's right. just like super bland. Yeah. But they could have made that work. They could have made that work, and I'll cover and I'll cover that in point two okay. because. Okay. Cool. Well, then let's just jump into it then. All right, we've we've made it through all the intro stuff. It's time for some <laughs> fixes. Time for the beat. Eighteen minutes in, we're getting to the actual. Right, we're <laughs> crushing it on this one. All right, who wants to take a first fix here? I want to take a first fix. Okay. Because I think I have the one to rule them all. Oh, okay. man. Okay. She's okay. called right. shot. Now the pressure's right. on now. Well, <laughs> As pegging back on what Jonathan said, I think we walked into this all knowing that whatever Bright was, Will Smith was going to be it, right? Sure. Right? Yep. All right. So what, the first fix was to say to Will Smith as a Bright, have him have the wand in the first act and let him go through the rest of the movie, Greatest American Hero style, just blowing stuff up and breaking stuff. Whoa. Wow. Okay. Well, that's... A- <laughs> That's an interesting fix because it's certainly <laughs> going to change the entirety of the the film from that. Point That's what out. we want to do. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh yeah, we for, we for, did forget to mention that when we try to keep <laughs> bones of the movie, so no, actually that's... it actually it would um, okay. keep bones of the movie, and let me explain why it was because okay. they picked up the the shield of light who got never got explained yeah. either. Uh, Shield of Light, they get the um, wand, and then 
um, Lilith or whatever her name was is chasing after them. The elf feds are chasing after them. Um, the Vatos are chasing after them. Okay. And everybody's trying to kill everybody else, right? Trying to get to this one. They're still chasing him, but he's holding on to it and they're trying to get away. They get buffered in by the one's owner. All of that can still happen with him holding the one and messing up. So you want to switch the order then, right? So have do you want to have the scene where they go actually get the wand and find Tika at the beginning of the film instead of like it'll into the second act? I want them to pick up the wand around the same time they picked up uh, well instead of them picking up the sword. Remove okay. Shadow of Light guy and have <laughs> have them pick up the wand at around that time. Okay, so but keep the scene. So so would you yeah. would you have them throughout the rest of the movie will trying to figure out how to use the wand or would he uh, that would be that would be I would go into that in my second fix, but yes, trying to use the one, Jacoby using that, getting rid of Tika totally and completely, and replacing her with a book. Yeah, okay, so they're, huh? Okay, we'll we'll, right. get, we'll get deeper into it with your in your second fix. Yeah, yeah okay. No, I actually kind of I like that because yeah. you could still have all the the racial social commentary, mm-hmm. but weave it through instead of hitting us with a hammer, using it as a hammer at the beginning of the movie. Right. Absolutely. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I well, I'll go next. Mine's mine's definitely smaller fix than that, than that but uh, <laughs> okay. a little bit smaller. Something at the beginning. So I didn't like the whole like blooded thing. I thought it was confusing. Like, and it didn't right. totally make yeah. sense. Like, what? <laughs> like, who decides when when you're? It's just if everyone raises like if ten orcs are together and raise their arms, now you're blooded. You can <laughs> you get to grow your teeth back or what? I don't understand. So. Uh, so I thought okay. instead, let's have it so that like Jacoby like always has the the fangs, and then when Will Smith gets back from his injury, all of a sudden his fangs are like sh- filed down short, and like Will Smith doesn't know what that means. He's just like, oh, that's kind of weird. But then all the orcs are giving Jacoby shit about it throughout the whole movie, and then throughout the movie, we'll eventually learn that like that's something that orcs do if they feel like they've committed a shameful act or whatever. Um, basically, mm-hmm. as a as a way of um like publicly. Uh, apologizing for something, and then yeah, Will Smith will, yeah, and then Will Smith will realize, oh, okay, he did, he he didn't protect me from getting shot, and like this, that that's the reason he did this thing that's going to make him look terrible in the eyes of the orcs, even though he wants their respect. So it'll be like a nice, he'll eventually figure out that was like a really, uh, you know, gesture of supplication or whatever that he did. That's no, that's really good because you're right. That blooded thing was just yeah, so it was, weird. It just, yeah, it made no sense, and they didn't follow yeah. through with it. So yeah, getting rid of that is a good. Yeah, and, and I like. And it only served one purpose. That bloody thing only served one purpose to save them out of getting killed at the beginning of Act Three. That was <laughs> yeah. the only purpose. And after that, it's like, oh, we cut your hand, and ten guys went woo. And yeah, this is not a Steelers <laughs> game, yo. This is supposed to mean something. Yeah. And yeah. It I didn't. know. I thought that too. Like, was it? Was, did that get recorded somewhere? Like, how do people know who's blooded and who's not? Like, what are we even talking about? Right, like, and and does yeah. and does he does he like um like because then then when they show in the final scene where they're getting the medals, he still doesn't have the fangs. So do they like does he file them every day and it just takes a while for them to grow back? It's going to be like a few months before he before they grow back in or what? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, since does we're on, have to carry a little paper or something. <laughs> well, since we're on Jacoby, my first fix is just to make his character less naive and simple. Like there's mm-hmm. moments where we see hints of complexity and a real 
person there but the movie never allows it to like grow into anything worth exploring so that's that's my changes nothing specific just get rid of him sounding like such a dunce Nice. Uh, We are all in agreement about that. (laughs) Yes. That's one of those fixes where we talked about earlier on an earlier show where we're like, we just sort of breeze past them. It's okay. Yeah. 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 Good. All right. right, uh, Jonathan. My, uh, let's see my first fix. I want to, uh, I want to change up Will Smith's character coming in. Uh, he can still be coming off an injury or whatever, coming off getting shot, but I want that the last time he got shot. And I, I wanted to, maybe see a brief glimpses of that or kind of like figure out the whole story behind it kind of early on. But uh, I want him to trying to save somebody get shot doing it. And then like, as it turns out, the person that he saved wasn't even thankful for it. And like everything kind of goes wrong. And that moment is kind of the thing that shuts him down and makes him a dick where he, he's always been a really good uh, cop and really wanted to make a difference. And then this is the final straw where he's like, you know what? I'm tired of putting my life out there and like trying to save everybody. And this, this is the moment that really makes him jaded. And then when he comes back, I want Nick to be his new partner and Nick's all young and gun ho and wants to change the world and is super psyched to be a cop. And Will Smith is still a good guy, so we can still like him. And we saw him go through this, but he's just like, look, we're just going to keep our heads down, make it through the, the day. He, he no longer cares about anyone else after this uh, moment. And then during the course of this movie, he gets that spark back. So we get to see his character develop throughout the whole story and uh, and see him want to be part of the world and make the world a better place again and, and find his calling as a cop again throughout the course of the movie. Because I just want a little character development from Will Smith. And I also wanted uh, I wanted him to be likable. Like, I hated him in the first you know, really through the whole movie almost. Oh, yeah. just, I was like, what a dick. Let's make this guy somebody cool that, that is just down on their luck and then gets back there. Yeah, because that whole, the way they set up that shooting and then he's blaming his partner for it. I know. Like, Dude, like, you were literally looking, looking at the at doorway. The <laughs> yeah, the guy came on you head first and you were the one that should have been defending yourself. You're a trained officer. Right. Guy right. You can't you can jive. You can't move. You <laughs> right, can't yeah. run. <laughs> and, then, and then you're gonna blame somebody a block over because you got shot in the face. That doesn't. <laughs> yeah, I mean it doesn't make it doesn't make sense. But that's how the racism part of this movie was supposed to work. They're like, well, it's it's completely illogical, but it's racism that makes him blame him for not backing him up. Yeah. You know? Right. And they could have done that. They could have done both. They could have done the racist thing with the fact that he really didn't want a orc partner. Sure. All right. Yeah. And he got shot. And let the guy go. They should have spent more time, except for a dream sequence, on I'm I'm a really good guy. I really don't like you because you're an orc and I hear a bunch of crazy things about you. I see you're trying to be nice. You're kind of stupid. And here, here goes your bro um, blasting me in the chest. The main thing would have been, wouldn't have been, why didn't you protect me? It was, why did you protect them? And I don't trust you anymore because of that. Yeah. And I don't trust anybody because of that. And that they could have done in a few shuffled scenes, a little bit of mixed dialogue and gone on from there. And I would have cared or at least understood. Right? Yeah. Yep. Very cool. Okay. All right. Is that everybody's first fix, huh? We can move on to That is everybody's first. Who wants to go first for number two? Fix number two. I'll throw mine out because it's a simple one. Do um, it. Okay. 
I want uh, I want there to be some like actual different attributes between the, the, the elves, the humans, and the orcs. I mean, they kind of clearly they look different, but nobody like they're all interchangeable really in this movie. I mean, they well, they just put them into classes is what they do, right? I mean, they put them into classes, but I want like um. I want everybody to have some some things that are unique to them that give them specific advantages and disadvantages. Like they show the one scene and that orc is lifting up a car as they're driving by to get like a kid's soccer mm-hmm. ball. And then they never really display that strength again. Like there's a whole bunch of orcs punching Will Smith in the face and kicking him. If they're if they can pick up a car with one hand, then they're gonna crush his skull with one punch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I want I want the orcs to be that strong the whole time, but maybe have like their hands be like almost rock like so like fine motor skills just suck you know what i mean like orcs really suck at some things like even like getting in and out of cars you can always have like nick like being pissed off because the handles don't work well for him or whatever something like that so he and will smith have to really work together as a team using their different attributes and and maybe the using their strengths together is how they can beat the elves in combat and stuff like that because the elves seem like the first scene that they walk through, it's like they're they're hyper powered. Like they take out fifty guys in that strip club and kill them all like that with no uh, no issues. You know, I want the elves to have some kind of weakness too, where they're maybe they're super super agile, but they're weak. Like once you actually get your hands on them, you know, you can snap them in half pretty easy. So I want all three classes to have some like very different attributes. I mean, we have clearly like different species essentially all mixed together here. No, that's a good one. Yeah, I like I like too your idea of uh, having it be difficult for Nick to use some of the police stuff and stuff like that because that would reinforce even more the idea that this is not you know this wasn't made for him. He's he's in a he's not really wanted. Even the equipment wasn't made for his you know hands to use and stuff like that. Exactly, and that way it would because like the way they have it set up in this movie, and they're like he's the very first orc police officer. I kept thinking, like, why he has he can he has that smell power? Right. He's super duper strong. They, there should be the only orc cops. Like, why wouldn't every cop be an orc? He seems awesome, like perfect for that's the job. SWAT team, yo. Yeah, yeah. It should be all orc SWAT team. Yeah, like let's make it, let's make it so that it, it wouldn't make sense to have him on the you know the force. Indeed. Okay. Cool. Uh, my second fix is pretty is not very thought out and it's kind of dumb, but I just I just thought that. Uh, <laughs> I just thought that we 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 should have like like the world should be like if these if these different uh, species all existed obviously like the world would be way more different different than it is in this movie and uh, like obviously we can't go too far with that because then it wouldn't be recognizable but I do think we should like they should play with that a lot more like make the pop culture different like make because uh, like there was one point where they talked about Shrek and I was like wait a minute so this Shrek exists in this world exactly like it does <laughs> in our world that's weird and like uh, so it's one of them to like play more with the pop culture like what's you know what's uh and i guess they kind of do with the heavy metal thing but but let's let's see how all these different groups being together affects things what's what's the popular movies what's you know how how does it how does it make uh kind of the stories and things like that different and i don't sure, know exactly how that would play out but um they no, could have good. like uh they could have like some completely different sports or something like that you know because like they mentioned football and like and and you know, and professional basketball, but maybe they, it should be some kind of like Quidditch or, you know, not that, but some new sport that makes sense with all these different, I don't know, types of people or. Yeah, no, that's good because there's a lot of stuff in the background that could be used to develop the world without drawing like 
direct attention to it. Like, like why aren't there movie posters around with uh, like takes on actual movies? Yeah, that'd be really easy to do. Yeah, or like a an, an orc soap opera the in the background. Right. <laughs> yeah. They spend 15 minutes with the opening credits with all the graffiti to, to give you <laughs> some kind of idea of the world. Right. But when they went through the elf's part of town, why wasn't there like building size uh, advertisements for movies like they do in L.A. in the yeah. Beverly Hills area? Why didn't they use that um, those displays to show the kind of movies, the kind of sports heroes, what they're doing? They didn't at all. And that could have just added to some depth without having to explain a lot of it in the dialogue. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And I think that kind of depth would have been way better than the, the expositional stuff about like, Oh, 2000 years ago in the dark Lord and we all made our choices. I I could have gone without that, but I would like to have seen more of the just integration of cultures, you know, in a natural way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, my my second fix is more character development, but this time it's uh, Numi Rapace. Her character, Layla, who mm -hmm. is just criminally underdeveloped. Like, yes. Her motivations are... You, nothing makes any sense. She's like, she wants to resurrect the Dark Lord because why? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, there, there's that's, we got to do something with that. So I, I was toying with the idea of having her actually descended from the Dark Lord and you know, sharing DNA strands or something, but I didn't spend a lot of time thinking about it, but there needs to be something like explain oh. her motivations and who she is and why. Oh, that's, I, I got you covered on my third fix. It's all about that, but I think, <laughs> I think I got, I think I got a good one for it. Sweet. Right. She just has no purpose. Lilith's supposed to be, is supposed to be a more emotional and, mythical shorthand for the mother of all things evil and so that was supposed to connect and she went to the dark lord and that was enough for me to know that she was a baddie but other than that i was like she just wants to just beat stuff up and get a wand right she already had another one why are we so, so mad right that drove yeah. me crazy too because they never explained like they were like yeah she gave the wand to somebody else to go get that other chick I was like why would she do that why wouldn't like first off yeah. she seemed it seemed like any of those elves could just go kick some ass they didn't need the wand and secondly that's her big thing her wand why would she give that to anyone right well, hold and on to probably that. it was that was giving her wand to somebody else is probably why she lost the wand in the first place that we don't do that so you're responsible make again we're right. gonna do that one more again and lose another wand okay. Yeah. If that's how you want to play it. I was just sitting here going like, why? Yeah. Oh, that's just yeah. irresponsible. Wands have been shipped. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Is it time for my second fix? Yeah, yes. go for it. Yeah, Bring I want to hear yours because I, I want to follow your storyline here, what we're going with. Okay, the second fix is get rid of Tika because she adds nothing to this. She is um, a stereotype that a virginal um, temple maiden who don't speak no English, running around, making everything harder because we got to catch up with you while we run it off from folks who want to kill us and make us dead because <laughs> of you. Get rid of her because the only thing she provided was, oh, the words to the wand. She could have been replaced with a book. 
Yeah. He could have the book could have they could have gotten a hold of the book and Jacoby being as naive and two years of elfish could have been looking through the book and it's like oh here's this word that um saves you in the end of Act Two and here's the word that saves us at the end when we blow up the warehouse and talk through that they could have um <coughs> they could have had more enriched dialogue but the back and forth they start to relate to each other trust each other again little learn a little bit more about the world through learning how to use this book and you're learning how to use the wand together and we could have avoided a lot of that and strengthened Lilith's motivation as well because yes she got three wands she got rid of one but she's missing the book and a bright she knows has it and can take it away from her. That would have strengthened her motivation a hundredfold. Hmm. Yeah, that, that, I'm going like... to push back on that a little Uh-oh. bit. Okay. Come at me, if, baby. If we're going <laughs> to keep the the racial commentary throughout this movie, she provides mm-hmm. the third. She's the third. She's a representative of the third race. So we need to see she, more of the animosity between the elves, which we don't ever see. We Ex- don't see it at all right. anyway. So That's the problem. So the let's problem use is her. So let's use her to do that. She can be the one providing the words, because I don't think it matters whether it's a person or a book, but she provides the catalyst that will allow Nick the Orc and Ward the Human to realize, put their racism behind them to start working together again. Like She's, she's the so catalyst gonna, that's going to help. So you're going to let the most the racist one sit up there and be the catalyst. No, <laughs> let, let elf dude, left pretty elf dude with the galette, let him sit up there and provide that. That's his job. Cause he oh, no, I'd, the, I'd cut that guy out. Straight <laughs> I'm up. like, none of these elves did anything except right. for a little bit of kick ass. And we could have eliminated a few of them, but they, she just slowed them down and we could have had the want slowing them down, had a stronger story behind it. And the issue I, between Will Smith and Jacoby's character was not race. It was trust. Yeah. yeah. I, I, so, I kind of yeah. like the book idea because that, that, again, that does give the the bad lady, whatever her name is, something to, to be coming after them for. We don't forgot that. about it. Yeah. I, I also like the, <laughs> some of the ways you could take that. Cause that could be kind of funny where, you know, Nick, you know, Nick could be like, Oh, say this word. Cause it's going to open that door. And then Will Smith uses the wand and instead it, whatever turns the door into like a giant tree and they're even more stuck or whatever, you know, they could get into all kinds of like, so in other words, they, they really struggle with learning to use the wand along the way. And that way they're not overpowered and the, the fights are still fun and like you never know if he's going to use the wand and it's going to kill a bad guy or it's going to put him in a worse situation and that could be kind of a fun i don't know fun way to take the story it, it could have opened up so many more possibilities and it could have strengthened it just to make it so not everything was so dark and so bleak and everybody was just assholes and jerks right <laughs> right, right. I, i'm like seriously this they had too much. They wanted to put everything in, and they just needed one or two things. Hey, absolutely. All right. Yeah. I, think, I think you're selling me so far on this. I don't know. I'm, I'm definitely sold on the give Will Smith the wand early. I'm I'm still on the fence on getting rid of the elf, because then we don't have an elf in the story except the bad right, guy. We didn't have elves in the story. Well, we that's had true. We pointy but, ears just going, oh. But, that's but, all they but, did. But but we could have instead of taking her out, we could like give her you know we make could actually her use her yeah actually use yeah, her because I agree that you're right they didn't use her at all they were just like she, she could have been replaced by a book in the story that they have now <laughs> but you know they could have actually made her like a 
you know, an interesting character or brought the elves to the table, if you will. They could have, uh, she could have been like, she could have been like kind of explaining why even, you know, essentially justifying why elves have everything. And even though they've got all the money and the power, you know, she could have been like trying to bring her side of the story to the, to the table or whatever with with the other two if we wanted to go that route but you could have been but then you would have been you would have been having more plot conversation yeah, yeah you would. and i really want you want, you want to get rid of that all um, right well, well, well let's let's mull it over and uh while, yeah. while we're mulling it over we're gonna head to the concession stand uh the concession stand is where we go ck when we do our our ad uh uh-huh. So we're going to the concession stand. Movie Fixers this week is brought to you by Audible. You can get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial by going to audibletrial.com forward slash moviefixers. You can choose from 180,000 titles and listen to it on your iPhone, your Android, Kindle, whatever you got. doesn't matter. This week is a tie-in. I'm going to I'm gonna do, recommend, you know, probably the, one of the more stereotypical like uh, entry-level Urban fantasies a lot of people have read, but it's worth reading, and that is uh, Stormfront from the Dresden Files by Jim Butcher. Yes. And uh, it's a really good audiobook. It's narrated by James Marsters, who played Spike on Buffy, and he is a very good, very good audiobook narrator. He he uh, he puts in a lot of like like weary sighs and stuff like that, which just kind of really works for the, the character of Harry Dresden. So you can download that or any audiobook of your choice by going to audibletrial.com forward slash movie fixers. Again, that's audibletrial.com forward slash movie fixers for your free audiobook today. Back to the fixes. Okay. Sweet. All right. Well, my, right. man, my, my final fix, uh, I thought was a good one, but I don't think it works with our, our new storyline. So, but maybe we can figure something out for it. Uh, my, my, what I wanted to have happen was at, at the end when, before Will Smith goes and grabs the wand, I wanted Jacoby to be like, this is my destiny. And like him to go grab the wand and then blow up. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure and, that doesn't work. And then, and then when Will Smith gets the wand later, he, he could, he would, he could bring it back or whatever. And, and, then, and then when he, but then when he brings him back, he would bring him back with his full fangs as a show of respect. And we'd, we'd tie we'd tie back in the fangs thing. You know we we could uh, we could manipulate that a little bit to have like maybe Jacoby accidentally ends up holding the wand and it puts him into a coma or something, and then Will Smith brings him back and then you can have your tooth grow right. Yeah, there. You, like he could he could um it'd be cool if we threw in some scenes where they did stuff like just like Will Smith just throws the wand at somebody hits him in the face with it and that person blows <laughs> up you know <laughs> that kind of stuff. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, I don't think I so. Move in the middle of a fight, toss yeah. and wine, they just instinctually catch it. Right, they just blow up. That'd be awesome. <laughs> they look at each other. Yeah. Do that? And, uh, let's, let's call that one Will Smith ha- is, is the one responsible for <laughs> resurrecting Jacoby. How about that? Okay. Fair enough. Maybe, maybe Jacoby can like throw himself on the wand to protect it from... I don't know. I don't know. Oh, well, in the, yeah. In this version, like... If Will Smith's getting the wand early, then that could make sense. That Will Smith would be the well. Obviously, if that that elf girl isn't even in the movie, then Will Smith could resurrect Jacoby. Right. So yeah, and that's also that's also Ward's uh, like redemption right there. Sure. All right. Okay. Who's next? Third. Who wants I'll, to keep their third fix? I'll jump in there. Uh, for for my third fix, I want to get rid of the Dark Lord backstory element of the whole thing so that's that's just gone and the uh what's the name of the bad elf what a, whatever 
Layla. Layla. Layla? Layla. So, so Layla um, essentially uses her wand to manipulate everything in the world. She's essentially a, what you would think of as like the Illuminati, except she does it with magic. So like uh, she is really like literally uses the wand to manipulate the world. And that that is a huge reason that the elves are on top as much as they are, that they have all the money and all the power and everything else is because she literally tips the scales of reality in their favor using the wand. So she is just kind of, uh, you know, screws over all the other races with this magic to, uh, to put the whole world in the elves favor. And that, um, the other elf is actually steals the wand because she sees it as like a great social injustice and doesn't want this to continue. And like nobody else is really aware of it. Anyone else that finds out, she can just use the wand to like erase their memory or, you know, truly is that powerful. Um, but she's the one that gets the wand away from it. And that's how it ends up in Will Smith's hands. And that's why she's trying to get it back from Will Smith before he can figure out or, you know, before anyone else figures out what it is and what she's been doing with it. And that's where the chase begins, that she wants her wand back to regain her power and, and keep things the way they've been. That can be how we get rid of Tika to do CK's fix. And also, how she, maybe she steals a wand and a book. And sure, yes. Yeah, and then she both. dies giving it to Will, to Ward and Nick. Sure. Mm-hmm. She, gives, she gives her one speech of like, kind of fills him in like, this is the, this is the you know, wand. It's a real thing because, I mean, it's essentially legend in this world that magic even exists gives gives her the book the wand and lets them know what's going on and that's her dying words so that they're left with that okay I, now i'm sold yeah i, I, I like all that like i, I kind of don't mind having the dark lord thing just brought up in the background because it's just such a background thing and it like just adds a little bit of depth i think to the world to be like yeah there was like a war long ago with the dark lord dark lord I mean, may, maybe leave that part, but I don't want that to be like bringing him back. I didn't want to be yeah, the motivator. Yeah, no, right. I, yeah, I want Layla to have a true like, like that makes sense to me that she's using the wand in a really evil way. I mean, like if you're just like that seems like a horrifically bad way to use a wand, but it also seems very believable to me that instead of just being like I want to bring back a dark lord for no reason at all, to say <laughs> like, hey, I'm I and everyone I know benefits hugely from me screwing everyone else over, so I'm going to keep doing it. Sure. It's a strong, practical motivation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that way, you, you can get the elf race stuff into the story for, for the commentary instead of using Tika to do it. Exactly. Boom. My Yeah. My third one is very much along this line. It's just ripping away all the stuff that's necessary. Get rid of the Dark Lord. Mention him long ago. Lord of Light. I mean, Lord of Darkness. Blah, blah, blah. Dark Lord. The Shield of Light, get rid of that because that's all unnecessary. It's all fluff that's taking away from time we could be using to establish Lilith using this wand in very practical, evil ways to lift up herself and her race above others. Kind of focus on that, touch on all these, uh, touch on the um, issues with class, issues with race, um, issues with trust between Award and Jacoby. Go right into the story. We don't have to worry about any of the rest of it. We just going into the case where is it Lilith or Lila? Layla. Layla. L- like Eric Clapton, Layla. Yeah. 
Okay. And so Layla is just chasing them, and we don't need any more explanation than that. We know she matched. We know she's got badass elves, and they're running and blowing stuff up in the in the um, meantime. Just streamlined the entire thing. Yeah, no, that's that's usually like that's almost like a given fix for us in almost every movie. <laughs> but that is a good one. Like I think keeping like the Dark Lord stuff and the Shield of Light as just background mentions or even just like part of the graffiti in the beginning, like we don't need to know more about it. Just sure. sort of sort of quick throwaway and then maybe in the sequels, which are definitely happening apparently, mm-hmm. we'll come back to them. All right. They could have created so many unopened loops and unanswered questions. A few hints, a few breadcrumbs, and just left alone, picked it up next time. Absolutely. Yeah. So my last fix has nothing to do with story or dialogue. It's <laughs> This is usually a Jonathan critique, but the action <laughs> scenes were so bad in places. Like when they were flipping around. Oh, God. Like, oh, the wire wow, was that awful. Yeah. The, the one that really stood out on that was the wire work in the gas station. Mm. Yeah. Well, that There's one scene where she, like, I was like, well, that doesn't even look like from, like anyone knows what physics is when they tried to <laughs> make this. <laughs> that was Saturday morning in Kung Fu theater wire work. <laughs> right, right. And yeah. I loved it. I wasn't going to complain <laughs> about that because it was supposed to be over the top. And I'm like, I, 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 I'm good with this part. But... Yeah, for me there were a couple in the uh, the strip club shootout that were just the worst, or the the rave or whatever that was. Right. Oh, you mean like the the way they did the cuts and the uh... the cut? Then when she was like when when Tika was up in the uh, like up on the wall or something, and then like flipped down. Yeah. I was just like it was just the, like unnecessary flipping that? around. And yeah. <laughs> just yeah, just clean all that crap up and reshoot them so that they're not stupid. Yeah. I know I'm a woman talking to three guys, but they could have just entirely eliminated the whole strip club thing. I know you guys like the cha-chas, but... <laughs> no, yeah, I don't need to see orc boobs. I'm good with them. Okay. <laughs> we'll cut that out. That, no that scene was boobs. entirely... Un- yeah, it was weird. Yeah, It yeah. was weird. Yeah, it, it definitely felt weird. Place. It'd, be, it'd be nice. Yeah, like some... like. It always drives me insane too when they don't have like a good sense of like spatial relations, and they definitely didn't in this chase scene, or like they didn't like give it to the audience. Where all of a sudden they were just like, the car gets hit. Now we're just jumping into a basement of a thing. Now we're in a club. Now we're in a strip club. Yeah. Like, like it, they didn't tie like they didn't give the audience like the ability to like follow the path that these people were on, or like have it make any sense. They were just like, it was just kind of saying like, now we're in this location. Now we're in this location. Now we're in this location. They didn't. They didn't make it like an organic chase. Which yeah, I right. wish one of them had threw up a map. <laughs> right. right, or you know, seriously, how did they know where they were? Something or someone had to tell them tell them where they were. Magic. They assumed the wand did. Yes, <laughs> at least magic can throw up a map, and they'd be like, "This, this is you, flashing dot. This is one, flashing dot, and then uh, scale." Yep. Yeah. Right. Your mileage may vary. Yeah, and the funny thing is. It seemed like all the bad guys had that map. Like the yeah. orcs just magically knew where they were at. The the gangbangers knew exactly where they were at at all times. Everybody knew where, they, and they just seemed to be running around random places. Yet everybody <laughs> yeah. was just like, "Oh, I show right up, no right where they, they're at." They that just was, borrowed it from was, Harry Potter. That's what I was. <laughs> the Marauders map. I'm like, where the hell? How the hell about those know where you are? The right. elves, okay, they got magic, but little shorty and Boo Boo, how they know where you are? <laughs> uh-huh. I couldn't understand that. 
Nice. All right. Cool. All right. Is that all our fixes? We're ready for some it trivia? It certainly is. All right. Um, so a few tri- pieces of trivia for this. <clears throat> Max Landis, who wrote the script, sold the script for $3.5 million. Pretty big uh, payday for the script. And reportedly he turned down $4.5 million because uh, the the person who offered him $3.5 million could get David Ayer to direct, and he really wanted David Ayer to direct because he saw Suicide Squad and <laughs> thought that'd be a good idea. Uh, I'm guessing. I'm guessing this was before Suicide Squad came out. I would imagine. Um, Max Landis was really high on this movie. Uh, he described it as his Star Wars, and uh, but then he. But then, but then he uh, he didn't. It was apparently very unhappy with it and didn't refuse to do any promotion for it or anything and didn't even. Uh, like the day it came out, he tweeted, "Please see my upcoming movie in August or whatever." Or like his next wow. movie that was going to be coming out. So uh, yeah, hmm. um, the the love song that Jacoby mentions is actually a song called "Hammer Smashed Face" by Cannibal Corpse. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so there you go. In case you awesome. wondering, wanted to look that one up. Um, and uh, as Kevin kind of alluded to, the sequel for this movie was uh, was greenlit the day that this released on Netflix. Yeah. Wow. I'm yeah. surprised it didn't wait a little longer it. than that. A lot of people watched it. Yeah. It, yep. was, it, it was really big. I, yeah. I'm curious yeah. like if the, how, they, if, how they calculate if they made back their $90 million or not, but. I don't know how Netflix money yeah. works. I have no idea how you could even figure out if it was a success or not. Yeah. Yeah. The hits, the number of hits, the number of people who sit up there and hit on it and press play and watch a certain amount of it, right? Um, but it, in a certain twenty-four hour period, right? right but, but I mean, as far like, you as the pay money, for... like, how do they make money? Right? Oh, like, how do people money, who they make money by view, baby? Just like, um, <laughs> just like um, Spotify or anything else, you get paid by the click. Yeah, you but get that's paid not by true. somebody Net- watching it. Netflix doesn't work that way because it's all subscription based. So if I subscribe to Netflix, it doesn't matter how many movies I watch. No, 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 no. I don't. Know, I don't price. mean the consumer side. I mean on the. This is how we determine what is getting optioned and what is getting what is successful, and what uh, on the other side they calculated by how many people are actually clicking on it and how much they actually watch. That's how they determine that. Well, that would be. Right. You'd, you'd know how many people watched it, but how does Netflix make a profit by spending $90 million on that movie? They, they must be able if, to figure out, like, how many... Yeah, how that's many, what we've been, we've been debating, like, trying to figure out, like, where in other words, the business how many, how many yeah. people that, that keeps from canceling or something. They must have some algorithm that they, figures that be, out or Because it would essentially have to bring in an additional... 10 million people at nine well i guess maybe whatever one million people at nine bucks a month for a year pays for right you know bright there's your 90 million bucks but does bright really get a million people to subscribe to netflix i mean it right. might or to, or to not cancel i guess or to not cancel yeah. or whatever I, don't know. I know that i reactivated my subscription over longmire oh there you go <laughs> so, nice. there you go i mean that I'm is sure a good show how and like it's it not out. not only does it get new people, but folks who would have let it lapse because right, you put right. it on hold, you don't pay anymore, yeah. and then you realize, oh, Longmire is coming back on. Yeah, let we, me. We we want the numbers. That. We want to see numbers to see I how know. this works. So. Dang. Anyway, cool. So I've got a couple things. Then um, yeah. one dumb thing that I thought I would cut straight up was the when he 
bats that fairy out of the uh, sky. Right before he kills it, he says, "Fairy lives don't matter oh, today." I and I was, that oh that God, was, oh that was. A if there was one bad line, it was that one. Yeah, that's not good. Um, and then the other thing is, is so I, I mentioned this to Jonathan the other night. I am going to give myself a project. In this movie, we see Will Smith get out of bed. I think he gets out of bed in every movie that he's in, and I want to go see if I'm right or wrong or how often it is. So wow, for this that's... movie, it happens at the three-minute mark. We see him get out of bed to the left, and he has a big, massive back tattoo that we never see again. So that that would be that something like that and would never be explained. <laughs> something like I that would be sh- would be an interesting. I'll, I'll bet I'll bet an Instagram account that was just like Will Smith getting out of bed. Like every day, you just posted another picture from another movie of him getting yeah. out of bed that gained traction I, I did a brief google to see if anyone has looked at this and i couldn't find any hits so i might be the first one <laughs> interesting huh. very interesting. is that like kim jong-il looks at things <laughs> yeah <laughs> nice so, all right um are we ready for the new what's the new movie kevin oh man the new movie all right so we're gonna cut the blooded thing from jacoby and make him file his fangs down after Will Smith gets shot to uh, like show that it's a, a shameful act and develop Jacoby much better so that he's less naive and less simple. Change up Ward a bit so he's much more of an empathetic character in the beginning but loses his optimism after the shooting. The world is going to be much more different than realities, and we're going to show that by playing with the pop culture like they did with the music references. We're going to develop Layla more to explain her motivations and who she is. And then from a plot perspective, Will Smith and Nick are going to get the wand much earlier in the movie, and Tika is going to die getting it to them. Uh, She steals the the wand and the book from Layla, and then everyone's chasing Ward and Nick through the rest of the movie to get that wand back. And while that's happening, they're going to learn how to use the wand better or effectively at all from the, the book. We'll prune out unnecessary crap by either cutting it outright or just relling it to background mentions or depictions and reach, uh, oh, oh, more character development um, attributes for each of the different races to distinguish them more so that we can develop more of the racial commentary and social commentary. Um, plus, that'll force Nick and Ward to work together at the end using their advantages and disadvantages as a team. And then we'll reshoot all of those action scenes so that they're not completely horrible. Did I do it? Did I get them all? We've done I it. I think you did. We fi- We fixed right. <laughs> well done. Cool. All right. That was good. Uh, I am, I'm happy to see that. Like, I think the reason why my pain scale was so low is just the fact that somebody attempted this kind of movie. Mm-hmm. I was like, cool, I'm in. So I gave it a gigantic pass on that regard. Yeah, the uh, the the fact that the Max Linus got three and a half million for this makes me think I should just we should just look for like popular literary genres that haven't had movies made of them and then like write the first script for that. Yeah, right. Dude, alternate history is totally underrepresented. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. The Man in the High Tower is like the first thing I've seen where they've really taken a shot at it. Well, cool. Uh, so the next, this next part, CK, what we normally huh? do, you can kind of be a fly on the wall and convince us if you want. You normally, what we do here <laughs> is we uh, we talk about what we're going to do next week. So one of us pitches three possible choices, and then the other two of us 
uh, decide which one we're going to do next week. So you can you can try to influence our decision if you like. Okay. And I think Kevin, are you? Is this you? Your choice. It is, is me. Okay. So the the theme of this one is why, why wasn't there a sequel? Mm. Not oh. saying the movies were good and deserved it, but we've seen a lot of bad movies get sequels, and box offices usually you know dictate that and none of these movies had box offices to the point where you would it would make sense to not have a sequel so the first movie is uh from 2008 jumper this had a 16 percent critics rating and a 44 percent audience rating and uh to sum it up this movie shows us how to waste teleportation as a gift <laughs> mm-hmm. nice okay number two also from 2008 hancock with a 41% critics rating and a 59% audience rating. And this movie teaches us how to shove a head up one's own ass. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Finally, we have from 2010, The A-Team, with a 48% critics rating and a 65% audience rating. And this shows us how to make a good, if not great, movie out of an 80s sitcom where so many else have failed. Hmm, Interesting. So, so I've not, I've not seen any of these. What? Wow. Really? Wow. I know that. Uh, what? I can't believe you skipped Jumper and Hancock. Those <laughs> yeah. uh, seem like. Yeah, yeah, Jumper. I mean, I know. Am Jumper's... I the only person? Um, am I the oldest person in the room who didn't like religiously watch the A Team? <laughs> oh, oh I no, I love that show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'll, uh, what do you? What do you? Well, hmm. So we got A Team mm-hmm. or. I'm pretty tempted to cut AT. Better know. Oh, I think uh, Hancock yeah. AT yeah. to me are really good movies. Coming through this and enjoying the experience that I've had so far with you guys, I think Jumper will probably be your best bet because of two <laughs> words: Hayden Christensen. I'm gonna cut. I think I'm an eight team, so I want to. I want to choose. Uh, I'm throwing the ball into your court, PT, right. between Jumper and Hancock. Oh, I'm sad. That's the one I hoped you guys yeah. would pick. Ah. Like, so, so I am. I'm curious about uh, Hancock just because I know it was written by Vince Gilligan, who went on to create Breaking Bad. Um, yeah, but forgive him. Oh man, you guys want to do Will Smith again, huh? Yeah, Will Smith again. Back uh, to back. So, Smith, huh? but, He's but the yeah, I think, I think I'll. Uh, I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna follow CK's lead here, and I'm gonna let's go. Let's go, with Jumper. Okay. 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 And one note: Jumper is the very first movie review I ever wrote. Whoa! Nice. Really? really? Historic. Yes, right. it is. Oh, then I'm glad we picked it. Yeah. yeah and and, and I, I'm gonna go back and find that review. Is it still oh, out there? <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. It's still out there. Sweet. Sweet. Every review is out there. Very cool. All right. Um, so, uh, first of all, Kevin, what's going on on the movie review site this week? Speaking of reviews. Um, so like, as I mentioned in the last episode or off air, whenever I did it, I've, I've got to go on business travel. So nothing new, but if you wait a couple of days to get this one, there will be a review of a wrinkle in time. Okay. If you get it before that, you can check out, um, what I do. Oh, uh, annihilation and a game night were the most two most recent ones okay where can people find these reviews oh they can find them at number nine movie reviews.blogspot.com and you can most definitely find my review of jumper there sweet yeah. all right and ck if people want to check out your stuff what where should they go what should they do 
they should either look me up on Facebook or um, Facebook or Instagram. I'm one of those things at alazar.com, A-L-L-A-Z-A-R-U-N-I-V-E-R-S-E. And yes, I did learn how to spell that. Alazar Universe, Instagram.com forward slash and Facebook.com forward slash. Or you can go to alazar.com. Awesome. Go figure. Sweet. All right. We'll do it. Awesome. And uh, you can, if you if you want to check out past episodes of the podcast or learn more, you can go to moviefixers.com or facebook.com forward slash moviefixerspodcast. You can email us at moviefixerspodcast at gmail.com. Email us your suggestions or themes or uh, movies you'd like to see us fix. So, hey, thanks so much for being here, CK. This was a, this was a lot of fun. This, this was, was so a uh, this so fun. It was such a blast. Thanks for inviting okay. me. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, thanks for coming. <laughs> all right, and thank you all out there for listening. That'll do it for us this time. That's your fix. Bye.